Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation. And if you're new here, welcome. In this episode, we're going to look at virtual network infrastructure. We'll be discussing Type 1 hypervisors, installing a VM on a hypervisor, and then we'll look at the complexity of network virtualization. This episode is part of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. Type 1 hypervisors, these are often called bare metal hypervisors because the hypervisor is directly installed on the hardware. There's no inner, there's no operating system to get in between. That hypervisor is directly installed on the hardware. With type one hypervisors, the hypervisor is installed directly on the software or the networking hardware. Then what we do is create an instance of an operating system, our virtual machines up here. We install that on our hypervisor. We can create multiple VMs. Here we have VM1, VM2. And what the hypervisor does is it gives these virtual machines direct access to the hardware that is on our physical server. Because this virtual machine doesn't have to go through that additional operating system like a type two hypervisor, this is more efficient. Type 1 hypervisors improve your scalability, performance, and robustness. Type 1 hypervisors require a management console to manage the hypervisor. This management console is on a different PC. Normally, this would be some sort of administrative PC, probably the PC you sit down and work from. The management console is used to manage multiple Servers using the same hypervisor, the management console can automatically consolidate servers and power on and off servers as required. The management console also provides a recovery from hardware failure. If a server component fails, that management console can automatically move the VMs to another server. That's one of the nice things about looking at some of these virtualized software. If there's a problem, the software is intelligent enough to move your virtual machine from one physical server to another. And the impressive part is your end users never know that move has happened. Depending upon the type of management console you, you get and the features included, some are included with the initial purchase, some is an additional price you have to pay. But to get the really impressive features where they automatically move VMs from one physical hardware to another physical hardware without your end users noticing it, that is probably going to cost you a little bit of money. One thing to pay attention to with these management consoles is they allow you to do over allocation. What I mean by that is you could set up some virtual machines. So virtual machine one takes one gigabyte of hard disk space. VM two takes another gig. VM three takes another gig. VM four takes another gig. But your physical hardware may only have two gigs of on the hard drive. May only have two gigs of storage on your hard drive. 
the software will allow you to over allocate because if we add up virtual machine one's hard, hard drive requirement plus virtual machine two hard drive requirement plus virtual machine three and four, we get a total of four gig hard drive space we need, but we only have two gig hard drives. This is our over allocation and that software will do it. The reason it does it is because a lot of times your servers rarely use the amount of resources that have been allocated to it. We can do this with hard drive. We can do this with processor. We can do this with memory. We'll pay attention to that. I hope you're liking this episode on virtual network infrastructure. If you have the time, please leave a comment and let me know what you think about virtual network infrastructure. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Server virtualization hides server resources. This can create problems when you're using your traditional network infrastructures. Virtual machines are movable. The network administrator must be able to add, drop, change network resources and profiles to support the virtual machine mobility. This process would be manual and time consuming with traditional network switches. Traffic flow differs from the traditional client server model. Typically, there is considerable amount of traffic being exchanged between the virtual servers. Down here, we have a virtual server. They're gonna exchange data with the other virtual servers. This is known as our east-west traffic, where it's just one device exchanging with another device at the same level. Data is traveling back and forth, left to right. We call this east-west traffic. The north-south traffic is typically traffic destined for off-site locations, such as another data center, other cloud providers, or the internet. Dynamic and changing traffic requires a flexible approach to network resource management. Existing network infrastructures can respond to changing requirements related to the management of traffic flow by using quality of service. In a large enterprise using multi-vendor equipment, meaning not, you're not just using um, Cisco equipment, but you're using equipment from other people, each time a new virtual machine is enabled, the necessary reconfiguration that needs to happen is very time consuming. To help us alleviate those time consuming processes, what we can do is we can virtualize our network infrastructure. We can take our network here and we can look at starting to virtualize this component. Networks can function as a virtualized entity. Each network device can be segmented into multiple virtual devices that operate independently. What we would have here is a lot of these devices here would be controlled by software. Examples would include sub-interfaces, virtual interfaces, VLANs, routing tables. Virtualized routing is called virtual routing and forwarding. Type two hypervisor is also called a hosted hypervisor. The hosted hypervisor, it runs on top of an operating system. What we have here is you have your physical machine. 
And on that physical machine, you install an operating system on that. That operating system can be Windows. It could be Windows Server. It could be a client. It could be like Windows 10. It could be a Mac operating system. It could be Linux. You have an operating system on that hardware. Chances are you're not going to use this physical machine for just virtualization. You're going to use it probably for multiple purposes. Then once you have your operating system here, we install an app on top of the OS. We can use virtual PC. There's VirtualBox. And several other virtualization software you can install on top of the operating system. Once you have this type two hosted hypervisor here, you can install VMs on top of that software. Where you're going to use this is typically on a machine where you're doing some testing or initial configuration. How do I install the software? How does it work? Maybe you need to set up some test clients. This is not going to be for a production machine where you're hosting the directory, your SQL databases, your email servers. Not for your organizational ones, but typically for testing. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on virtual network infrastructure. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click the like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. In the upper right is my playlist for my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on enterprise networking, security, and automation for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.